1: All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh here with Jim Price. Hope everybody had a fantastic weekend. And we're no. starting June off right, moving into July. I hope everybody's got those flags out in appreciation. And I usually have my flags out from Memorial Day to uh, after, well, till probably Christmas. But what about you, Jim?
2: well uh, i can 't believe it 's already june fifth i mean we're <laughs> we 're plowing through this month already, but yeah definitely uh, this is the time where you think about the reason for the season, right We always talk about those things in, during the the winter months, but yet in reality, we should be thinking about this year round these there 's a lot of things that we have sacrificed ourselves at the altar of these uh, these elitists and yet we were only just seeking our freedoms and liberties
1: mm-hmm. yeah no it 's uh It's good to show your appreciation for the flag and for this country and for those who came before us and served and gave the ultimate sacrifice. I know that was Memorial Day, but uh, Memorial Day never stops for me. It's always on my mind, especially with uh, what's happening right now, the turbulence that is increasing here in the United States of America. Did you hear about this plane crash this weekend, Jim?
0: No.
2: No, I did not. I was a little unplugged because I was in... uh in uh, South Dakota, at an event up there with Mary Crowley, and spoke up there. But uh, what what was this plane crash about?
1: Well, like so, last night uh, there was reports coming out that uh, yesterday afternoon. Sorry, there was reports coming out of a sonic boom heard over Washington D.C. and an explosion, and people were wondering what happened. Uh, apparently, what happened is a Cessna. Uh, small little plane. Uh, Broke Citation the sound aircraft. barrier. Well, no. Cessna Citation <laughs> Aircraft flew to New York. It's actually not funny. Uh, but flew oh, to New York and then came back around uh, in the D.C. and was unidentified. They would not identify themselves. So uh, Andrews uh, flew some F-16s out there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, they allowed them to go uh, break the sound barrier to reach the plane. And so that was wow. what the sonic boom was from. And the plane eventually crashed into the mountains in Virginia. And then you have to ask the question is was on the plane, right? Well, the right. F-16s reported that the pilot of the plane was uh, unconscious and they could tell the plane was flying on autopilot, which is kind of interesting. But right. it just so happens that uh, the people on the plane um, are prominent Republican donors uh, supporters of Donald Trump and the the wife, who was uh, an NRA board executive, and they were out of Florida. And so the man, who's uh, the donor, he lost his entire family, including his two-year-old granddaughter, in this crash.
2: Wow. Yeah. I I was joking about this uh, the uh, Cessna breaking the sound barrier oh, not I the know, plane I crash. I <laughs> I know you.
1: Are. I know you're trying to break me <laughs> to it. But you know yeah, yeah. You, when when plane crashes you have to ask these questions and you know the the pilot obviously went down and so something was going on there but I find it he must have like realized he was having a medical emergency put the uh the plane into autopilot which flew it back to Washington DC which is quite interesting.
2: Now no 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 I got to call I got to call out something here on the Cessnas when I trained on those you only have a stabilization and a heading. It doesn't like auto seek. Like you don't set like the GPS on a Tesla and fly from Washington or drive from Washington D.C. to San Francisco without touching the wheel. Unless there's something else I didn't know in the last few years that has gone into the Cessnas. I didn't know that. Well, it, I'd have it to Sounds
1: like that. it, but I mean, I'm suspicious of this because there's um, you know it's a prominent Republican donor. I don't know, right. you know necessarily if they're. Um, You know, what's their connection or anything like that. But whenever a plane crashes, you have to ask the question, who was on it? And when someone who was on that plane happens to be connected to Donald Trump, Mm -hmm. you got to start asking those big questions. So really interesting weekend with that type of event unfolding. Um, You know, and we have massive amounts of distractions. Have you heard about this uh, um, special counsel Smith who is investigating Donald Trump, Right. Right. So, apparently, um, Corcoran, who is Trump's lawyer, has turned on Trump and handed over to Smith this audio recording where Donald Trump is talking about the classified documents. He's releasing um, the—he's talking about the classified information to people who are not read into these projects— apparently they have an audio of Donald Trump admitting his guilt and doing even further guilt. Now I'm incredibly um, skeptical (laughs) of this because we have deep fakes coming out. AI generated deep fakes and we know how hell bent the deep state is on taking Donald Trump out They're They're petrified of this man. And so I'm thinking that Corcoran has basically been compromised and Mm -hmm. that when this is brought forth he's the only one that's gonna basically say that this stuff is legitimate everybody else on the phone call is gonna say that never happened and i guarantee you someone's gonna say that this is an ai generated audio and that it's not real and i think that this is really the case that that they're going after donald trump but they've they have no other options left but to produce evidence against him Mm -hmm.
2: well and they've been doing that without ai i mean how many (laughs) Think of all the stuff. I mean, General Flynn's was, you know, uh, he was supposedly lied to an FBI agent who wasn't under oath or with his attorney. But yet this is, uh, I mean, this is just that one step further. I mean, this is how hard they're trying to really work to really, really, really prove he's wrong. I mean, it's just uh, the amount of energy they're putting in there. Obviously, they're terrified of him.
1: Well, they are. They are. And and they've given him ample warnings uh, with the symbolism that we saw on the day of the indictment, the day of the arraignment. And so we're seeing right now is the final takedown of Donald Trump. And I think that they're going to fail. I think that this is going to go down miserably for them, that the grand jury, I think, is going to be set up against Donald Trump. They're probably going to indict him. And Mm -hmm. uh, this is going to be interesting because this brings in the constitutionality that this could potentially even go to the Supreme Court. Because what he's uh, what Donald Trump is arguing is that as president of the United States, He has the ability to declassify anything that he wishes, and he absolutely does. And that he gets to retain his presidential um, records and documents, which he does. That's what the Presidential uh, Records Act actually discusses. And we know specifically that on September 6, 2020, Donald Trump made a tweet saying, I am now hereby publicly declassifying all the information pertaining to Crossfire Hurricane and the Hillary Clinton email scandal. Then on December twentieth, two 2020, he does the same tweet again, saying, I am hereby declassifying all the information pertaining to this and apparently this is what is in those files well they're they're Mm -hmm. also trying to say that there's also uh, military documents in there about war plans and stuff like that Um, i i highly doubt that there's no reason for donald trump to take those types of documents with him Um, everything that they're talking about here is what we call the crossfire hurricane binder which donald trump has kind of inadvertently said that this is what these documents were and basically what happened is after the december 20th declassification of these documents donald trump sent them to the doj for redaction they sent it back on january 17th with the redactions and then donald trump before he left office sent it out for distribution uh, that what's known as a crossfire hurricane binder sent it out for distribution um and declassification which it was declassified at that point well the problem is is the biden administration came in and that those documents never got distributed They never went public, but Donald Trump took a copy of it with him. And so this is what they're trying to go after him for. And so this was legally declassified information. But most likely what happened is when the Biden administration came in, they they marked it national intelligence information or a, uh, a threat to national So they're trying to
2: reclassify it?
1: Yeah, and they, like, they went to reclassify it after Donald Trump left. And so this is what they're trying to get him on. And this is just atrocious. This is nothing more than a witch hunt. And I believe Donald Trump's going to prevail after this. I think, he, I think yeah. he, there's no way that he can lose this election unless they steal it kill him or they lock him up in jail and even if they lock him up in jail he can still run it for president but um if right. they if they go to arrest this man do you understand what's going to happen in this country
2: oh <laughs> please <laughs> sorry um yes i do know what's going to happen and that part is um part of that would be the trap that's no different the january 6th effect where they wanted us to come in there and, and put ourselves at risk and they will create the crime uh similar well are oh, well, they gonna do a deep fake and say oh look we've arrested trump to create the crime then and they really really didn't arrest him so i don't know how are you yeah. feeling about uh, elon musk and his uh twitter file blah 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 with the uh, the what's a woman movie thing what was that all about i mean i know this is time tying into deep fake stuff what the establishment's doing uh is there any of this tying into what we're seeing with trump is trump and And Elon, is any of this tied together? Am I grabbing at straws here? I mean, what am I doing?
1: So interesting enough is "What's a Woman" by Matt Walsh launched on Twitter um, after some controversy, and so far it's garnered 164 million views. Jeez, that's massive.
2: Yeah, that's crazy.
1: You know, I I don't know necessarily I think uh, I think Elon Musk is just someone who believes in free speech and uh, who who believes that, you know, that that the Internet should be free uh, necessarily in the sense of his political views. I think uh, he is swaying things towards DeSantis. I think that he's potentially, you know, he wants to keep those DOD contracts. And so he has to go with the military industrial complex and the deep state. But, you know, I don't think that there's an ally there with Donald Trump. There might be. I mean, there might have been some discussions when he was a a, a tech uh, consultant with uh, Peter Thiel at the beginning of the Trump presidency. It's it's a good possibility. Um, But in the sense of planning and coordination, maybe, maybe not. I I don't know. Um, But we'll see how all this unravels and turns out in the long run, you know.
2: Yeah, it just seems like there's some pieces in there that I don't know. There's a fuzzy area. <laughs>
0: yeah. We'll talk about
1: right. that more in a minute. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show right after this.
0: Dark Delight on the WYSL stations.
1: Dark Delight Show.
2: <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Got me
1: Lots of things happening in the world. I'm
2: just well, going, when I we're like, talking about the, the stuff with Trump, that the stuff with Trump that you were talking about, I mean, this is all very serious. The only reason I bring up Elon Musk is because there's some there's some big movements on the back side of things and I and it's distracting even to me to try to keep everybody in their pocket. Like, what is Elon Musk really? Who is he really? Well I don't trust him. But then there's things he says that's like, okay, you're saying the right thing. But then I've never trusted DeSantis, but people love him. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm trying to keep these people and, and, and Trump and his thing. And then, you know, there's so many pieces of this that it's got to be distracting for everybody.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. And kind of what I was just saying is that there's a lot of things happening in the world. And right now, when we start looking at this, I mean, Twitter is becoming this social playground for everybody to express their thoughts, their opinions, Um, this free speech area, which is kind of nice, but we're starting to see it sway back towards its old perspective. Uh, We're seeing some people get censored and some people get uh, banned on Twitter. Uh, We're starting to see this sway towards DeSantis in the sense of the algorithm. People are talking about the community notes and how the community notes are favoring DeSantis in a certain respect. So, quite interesting there. I mean, you know, is Elon Musk going to be biased towards a political candidate? I think that potentially he could be because he owns the platform and he's going to do what he wants with it.
2: Right. Yeah. Well... (laughs) That God, there's just. I mean, this the topic is so broad on this whole thing. You know, we're we're calling it a playground. We're saying these things are happening and they're great out there, but at the same time, they're just. You're like you said, there is some censoring going on. There is this, there is that. You know, we're having the attacks. We're seeing these things go on, and uh, it makes us all very distracted. And that's probably the one thing I tell people to do is don't get distracted by the shiny objects. And so then we start fighting about little stuff. We start we fight amongst ourselves about Oh, well, you know, this, oh, I'm a Santos fan, you're a Trump fan. Well, screw you. It's like, guys, we got to we got to quit fighting like that. We got to quit. That that's what makes us weak. And we fight internally and we know that there's all this other stuff going on out there. I mean, <laughs> just I don't know, man. We're
1: Well, You know, so we'll talk about some of the breaking news today. Trump's lawyers are meeting with the Justice Department officials in D.C. today on the classified Mm -hmm. documents case that we are just talking about. And they're saying that the charging decision is imminent. This is according to the Washington Post. Attorneys for Donald Trump came to the Justice Department on Monday morning to make their case that the government should not charge the former president in connection with his possession of classified documents after leaving office. A person familiar with the situation said. Among the lawyers at the meeting were John Rawley and James Trusty. According to multiple people familiar... Attorneys for Donald Trump came to the Justice Department Monday making their case that the government should not charge a former president in connection with his possession of classified documents after leaving office among the – well, we already said among the lawyers were there. And so they're saying right. that the federal charges are imminent, imminent. And, well, that uh, means that is, they're already, this already is happened. Well, that means it's – yeah, it's not unsealed yet. So yeah. this is uh, this is going to be interesting, man. I'm telling you that this could bring about massive – uprising of the people because we knew that they were going to come after him in some way shape form or fashion and if they go out there and issue an arrest warrant for Donald Trump guess what's going to happen oh it's going Bell. to be on like Donkey Kong I'm telling you I'm people are going to go absolutely ballistic
2: yeah oh yeah please I mean I don't know the thing is I say that there are so many dynamics with that is that again this is the whole January 6th effect right and then, will people actually react? Will they stay in neutral? Will they move forward? Will they go backwards? What will we have? Is this again a, an effect to weed out the strongest of us that should be taking back control of our country through the the rights that God gave us and the Constitution guaranteed? This is the, one of those deals, right there. Where where is this another thing of sending the bravest sudden to World War One and World War Two to kill us off in the battlefields across this world? Are we doing again this idea? I mean this just really there's a lot of cause for concern and i wish that we had people that were in the in the public servants that really honored the constitution and believed that the people have the power and that the threat of violence of the people was enough to keep them from acting like a bunch of jerks and a, pe- a bunch of creeps doing the things that they do to us now and there was other words i wanted to use there but <laughs> <laughs> well you know there's a lot of words i want to
1: use when we talk about these things as well and uh, you know th- this is why i talk uh, in in light of the Constitution, because the Constitution actually protects the American citizens. The problem is, is that there's a security state that is built up around the government and that the Constitution has long since been suspended. And see, you can't talk like that. I mean, yeah, we're, we're on the airwaves right now. We are live mm-hmm. on the air. We have electromagnetic waves transferring through the air, and they are being monitored by the government. And I guarantee you that this show is on a list. And they listen to this show. And one day, they're probably going to knock on my door and be like, oh, do you remember when you said this on your dark, Delight light show. And I'm going to say, yeah, you know what? I read that from the Declaration of Independence, which was one of the legal foundational documents of our country, which preserves our rights. Well, where does it say that you can do that in the Constitution? Well, the Constitution doesn't tell me what I can do. It tells you, the government, what you can't do. And it preserves right. what you can do or what you can't do through the 10th Amendment, saying that all all rights not preserved within the Constitution are given to the states and the people respectively and that also means the right to remove and replace your government through any means necessary and this is what the mm-hmm. declaration of independence skillfully comes out there in states that it is the duty and the responsibility of the people to remove this government when it becomes tyrannical or oppressive to a means and we are at the, that point people i mean just think what they're doing to donald trump if donald Tr- listen if donald trump was a criminal Don't you think that from the time of 2015 to 2020, with all the various investigations, the Mueller investigation, Impeachment 1, Impeachment 2, Congress looking into it, funneling money into research and investigations, don't you think they would have found something on this man? The release of his tax documents, they found nothing. In New York State, they had to go back in there, have the Congress pass a new law to basically extend the statute of limitations so that this woman could go out there and file civil charges against Donald Trump, of which the jury didn't find him guilty of anything. They just found him liable for the criminal or for the civil charges that she was bringing up against him. And, and the, see the civil charges have nothing to do with guilt, nothing to do with mm-hmm. guilt. It, it was nothing more than racket.: I thought we were.: pres- I thought we were
2: innocent. People. I thought we were innocent until they could figure out how to prove us guilty.
1: Well, th- that, guess what? Like I said, the Constitution is no longer in effect. We live under deputism, Jim. Depotism. Mm-hmm. thats what we live under.
2: Yeah, that's right. That's the sad part of it is that we really have uh, we have normalized the pain level in which we exist. And I don't think people really understand that analogy. What that what that's saying is that. You know, it's like fro- it's boiling a frog, right? You just turn it up a little at a time, and we have built. And the sad part of it is, they we have built the cages for ourselves. A lot of the things we limit ourselves on, the reasons that we limit those things is because of the fear of the unknown, fear of what we don't know what they'll do. Just like the whole idea of scaring everybody with January six, they're gonna they're gonna arrest another thousand people. They've just said that oh, we're gonna arrest another thousand people. Wait, what do you mean? A rounded number of 1,000, you're just going to randomly say you're going to arrest another 1,000 people two years after the incident? How does that work for you? How does that okay? And to use that fear to limit people's uh, liberties and freedoms, that in itself, that statement should have landed them in jail. Should they never be able to threaten the American public in that way? That's a threat. That's a threat. Because it's, it's not, they, there's nothing factual behind it, in the fact that what they're trying to charge these people with on January 6th is absolutely BS, and we know that. And so the fear, that threat of fear, that, that, it's that threat and fear thing all over and over again. We just keep grinding against it, and that should be, they should be held liable for their statements long before we ever fell liable for trespassing.
1: Well, they should be held liable for their deception, for their insider trading. They should be held liable for their pay-to-play schemes. They should be held liable for their criminality. I mean, but that's never going to happen, at least in this day and age. And you want to know how worse it gets, Jim? Because this is not endgame. Their endgame is coming, and they have something even crazier planned for the world. And we know that the WHO treaty... You remember this the WHO uh, treaty about uh, taking over your medical rights during the time of a pandemic and Joe Biden came out there sent an entourage over there and they changed it from a treaty to an agreement because of the wording in the Constitution that the president can enter in the treaties only by permission from the Senate. And so Mm -hmm. they change it, not from a treaty, to an agreement, which Joe Biden can enter into willfully. And the United States signed this, basically giving up U.S. medical rights and freedoms during a pandemic to the World Health Organization. Well, guess what? The globalist World Health Organization is now going to adopt the, the EU system behind digital vaccine passports that facilitate global mobility and better protect citizens in future pandemics. Mm hmm. And if you know anything about the EU system for digital vaccine passports, there's a massive expansion within the data file that brings in medical history, medical records. It brings in social media data. It brings in all your government data. It brings in um, all of your your various different habits and behaviors, your spending habits. It brings in your purchase history. All oh, you mean your credit score information? Yeah, this is called a social credit score. This is a no, no. I mean like your credit score IP. now. Oh yeah, we have a credit score
0: now the- that does same thing.
1: Anyways, we'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show right for
0: Dark Delight on the WYSL stations.
1: Alright, back to the Dark Delight show. And, you know, Jim, there's... Uh, <laughs> we are in interesting times, man. It is just it's... crazy in this world today. Uh, I mean, you're going after a, a, a former president, like, it's going out of style. They're just trying to find anything that sticks to him. We have... Um, Ukraine, Russia, which is a very interesting situation, uh, because mm-hmm. Putin himself is standing up against the Western New World Order, but then trying to create his own New World Order. I showed a few weeks ago how you had that uh, Russian military general who had the old Soviet flag on his arm. I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. Are they really trying to bring back the Soviet Union? I guess so. Um,
2: but well, isn't but Ukraine was really never officially truly taken from. Russia, right? They just kind of made their own party, their own thing over there. I mean, it wasn't never really taken from them. They never really lost Ukraine is that correct?
1: Well, well, no, 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 no. I mean, Ukraine has been away from Russia since the early 1900s. Uh, Ukraine was actually instrumental in the German Nazi invasion of Russia, uh, siding with Germany during that time. And actually, uh, it was Ukrainians who ran the Polish concentration camps who were responsible for almost a million uh, Jewish deaths within Poland. Um, And they actually got complete immunity during the Nuremberg trials from the the Dulles brothers and uh, were sent back to Ukraine and then were funded. These are like what we know of today as the Banderas, the Azov battalions, were funded by the Central Intelligence Agency right after World War II and were allowed to stay in the power because they became a formidable force against the Soviets.
2: Wow. Hmm. Hidden history they don't
1: want you to know about, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's see that's the crazy part of it is it's like and that's again, you know, trying to go back and separating out I mean, it's like you're trying to separate out one drop of water from the ocean from the other drops of water in the ocean. It's all it's so interconnected and it's so part of our and they've been able to do so many things right in front of us, and yet it's it's this subversion stuff on the backside, and I and I it's it's hard to keep up with everything. I I mean I mean, we. You, how many? How many, We've been talking for several years, now, a couple years now, or whatever it is. And this, the conversations we've had offline and online, and we're still not to the bottom of the bucket. I don't. Have we ran out of a topic to really dive, you know dive down into that's not being either refreshed or has never been talked about? We there's. there's constant contact out or content out there that we still have to get to.
1: Well, there is, and you know, have you seen the state? Of these Democrat cities? Oh, yeah. I mean, so this is broadcasting right now in Rochester, New York. Uh, Rochester is horrific right now. I mean, there was a a news broadcast that was occurring last week. And they were doing an interview with somebody. And right behind them, a drive-by shooting occurred. And you even see the car speed away on the news. Like, what is going on in this world? I mean, we are being invaded and infiltrated by a radical ideology that is turning our once beautiful cities into absolute filth, crime, and destruction. I mean, you know, Jim... This is right. what I've called the firestorm event. The World Economic Forum calls it the polycrisis. Uh, a few different authors out there would call it the jackpot. But this is social and cultural destabilization to usher in a color revolution to systematically collapse the United States of America. And they're doing a very, very good job of it within the liberal blue cities. And you've got to imagine that these people in these cities, they're, they're not voting for this. They're not voting for this. There's no way that they're actually voting for this. And, and mm-hmm. I guarantee you that the, the the people that live within the city of Rochester, the good people, even probably some of the bad people, they're not voting for this. They're not voting for this radical ideology that is coming in to our culture and our society. I promise you they're not because people want good cities. They want no crime they want healthy foods in their stores they want clean air yeah they want all these things but they know that democrats aren't going to give it to them they know that democrats are more corrupt than anybody else in the history of the united states of america And i'm not saying the republicans aren't because they are it just matters who's in power because that's how corporations go in there and sway these politicians into aligning with them Mm-hmm. But, at the end of the day, you have to align with what is good and what is right and what is moral and what is ethical and we 're just seeing these cities decline into absolute tyranny and oppression
2: wow well, let me let me ask you a question real quick, Josh. Has there ever been a time in your life where you have actually truly faced death? I mean, have really like 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 whoo like you know wow, like that was yeah, I mean either through an accident through work, through the military, have you ever really like have you really gone up and faced it? Have you ever seen, have you ever been has that happened in your life?
1: Two times when I was an infant, yep, I died and uh, I don't remember that. Um, I jumped into a pool uh, before the cover was off and nobody saw me. Um, I was in a, uh, a car that went around a 90 degree turn into an oak tree and I was riding uh, back middle. With no sepal? Um, so yeah, right. yeah, I, I have.
2: So a lot of people don't understand what it's like to really face death. So a lot of people sit back and they, don't, they think they're facing death and they're brave people and they've done certain things. But until you've actually really walked up and looked at it, it's not as scary as you might believe. And a lot of people believe that going out and standing up for your freedoms and liberties is, just, is almost a bridge too far because they sit in their, on their couch with the remote control talking about how they're thwarting death. But in reality if you actually realize that you know death is not as terrifying as what you believe it is and the fact that if you're not willing to stand up for what's going on then you don't understand that really death isn't something to be feared what is should be feared is living in a cage living on your knees Listen to somebody who has absolutely no intellectual ability to make good decisions and has no leadership skills telling you how to live your daily life and how to go ahead and kowtow, bend at the waist, to bruise your forehead on the ground, bowing down to these people. Those people, that you should be terrified of that because death is not to be feared. It's to live on your knees, to live in a cage, to subjugate yourself to people who have no authority over you because God-given rights, God-given rights. Is what we have here. We have an enable rights that can't be given or taken away because of God, not because of some ding-dong in Washington, D.C. in a foreign entity called District of Columbia. We have to start understanding that to live on your knees, to live in that kind of a cage, that should be feared. And that's what we're living in now, and everybody is really comfortable with it. And that terrifies me and scares me more than death at any day.
1: Uh, Yeah. You know, listen. Apathy is real. It's a disease, and it sinks into the mind of everybody when you feel helpless and hopeless. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, this country has a, a dire case of this. But here's the thing: a it's,
2: diarrhea case of this. <laughs> yeah. <Sorry>.
1: Well, <laughs> here's the thing: is people are awakening. People, are, we're in the midst of the great awakening right now, and it's not. Nece- it, it's not that people are waking up. It's that people have to wake up, they're being forced to wake up because of the radical systematic changes happening within society, and they're noticing it. And, you know, I think that what's going to happen here over the next 18 months, to, the, the three to five years, is mm-hmm. that people are going to wake up to the point where they're they are going to push back against these authoritative structures that I don't think that these authoritative structures are going to collapse. I don't think that this agenda is going to be completely stopped, but I believe that it's going to come to a level of compromise. And I believe that some of these people are going to be, I don't know how to say eliminated, but they will be removed from their positions and be held accountable for their actions. And this is what I'm truly hoping actually does happen.
2: Yeah. Well, and it, we, we, you you're, you're, we're so close, man. And I, the waking of people who don't want to be awake, I think that was a great statement because uh, they, they didn't know they needed to be awake because they've been paying their taxes. They've been on the hamster wheel of debt. They don't you know they're doing what they got to do right to survive. They got their you know, they got their Cheerios in the morning, got their Oreos at night. their, their, their life is fine. but they don't realize that that really isn't freedom. you know that's that, that's just that's just a routine. And to have the freedom of the mind and liberties is you just – I don't think we know – I I've, I told people, when I've told them in, in public settings before, and I've spoken on a lot of stages, I said, listen, we don't need laws. We need the Constitution. And I literally saw the panic in people's face to say that we would not have laws, that what would we do without laws? I said, well, you would live your life. You wouldn't have to think about whether you're what you're doing is right or wrong. I asked a gentleman this weekend at the event I was at, I said – you know, do you do you cannot kill people because it's illegal? He says, "No, I don't kill people because I don't want to kill people." I said, "Exactly." Then why do you need the law? Because the problem well, is, is that you cannot so, law morality into human beings.
1: So I, I look at this, yes, in, in a few different ways. I'm a libertarian. I believe that, uh, you know, we need less government, less government oversight, and less laws because more laws make more criminals. Um, but right. also on top of that is that you have to have a level of law and order, and that just because 99% of the people have a morality of of not doing ill will towards other people, there's still that one percent that are going to go out there and do those types of things, and that's going to be pre- present in any type of society. So you have to have certain laws in place to to govern those those types of events. Now. I don't believe that we, you know, I, I don't think we fall into complete anarchy, and anarchy, right. by the way, is just means that it's it's a it's a it's a leaderless society, that there is no authority above you, but instead there is a moral doctrine in place which governs all people, and this is a big misconception. People think it's just complete you know, chaos. It's not. It has nothing to do with that. True anarchy is about, um, you know, guiding yourself through your moral and ethical competence and how that actually drives society um, and that you don't need these established laws. I think that somewhere in between libertarianism and anarchism is, is really what humanity should be focused on, because You know, the majority of the crime comes out of highly densely populated areas. Did you ever notice that? That if you Mm -hmm. removed all the major cities from the United States of America, there's almost no crime. It it, it goes almost down to zero. And people are like, well, because they're highly populated. I go, exactly. But what do you learn? That the the areas that are not highly populated have less crime. Well, because there's less people. No, it's because human beings interact differently. And more spread out areas. When you give people space, when you have less concentrated and less dense population areas, people are allowed to live their life. And people don't seek to go out there and go crazy. It's actually psychologically confirmed that people go crazy in highly dense populated areas. We'll talk about that here in the the last second. We'll be right back with more Dark Light Show.
0: Dark Delight on the WYSL stations.
1: All right, back to the Dark and Light Show. So, Jim, did, did you know in the sure. 1960s and the 70s there was a certain types of experimentation done on how people and species interact within groups?
0: And uh-huh.
2: some of Yes, these I know were, exactly about this.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, there, yeah. there was a, a group of rats that were basically um, put together. And what they found out is that when you had these, these rats in small groups of like five to 20, they they interacted quite normally and, and they went about their lives and, and there was very, very little harm or conflict or, or anything of that nature. But yeah. when you put these same rats into kind of a, a massive structure and you gave them an abundance of food and you allowed them to completely reproduce at their own will without the control of it, what happened is these these rats massively reproduced and everything was good for a, a, a few months until the population became so concentrated. And once the population became concentrated, the demeanor of the mice or the, the rats changed. And even though they had an unlimited food supply, they had unlimited space, what happened is their concentration of the rats turned kind of immoral and ethical, as we look at from a societal structure, is they started fighting each other. They started uh, eating each other. They started killing each other. And eventually what happened is all the rats died. Yeah. They yeah. stopped mating. They they all died, and now this makes you think. And, and you know, you go back to indigenous tribes and stuff like that. What they find out is that hunting groups were devised between five to eight individuals. And the reason is, is they found that to be most conducive with with efficient hunting parties. Is that once you got over that eight five to eight team limit, team member limit. Um, basically, you started having the questioning of authority and the breakdown of the structure. And this is why we have special operator teams that operate at that same level between five to eight people. Uh, right. So when we start looking at small towns, is is it because there's just less population there or is it because of the less dense population that more people basically put together into an area will cause people to tend to be more chaotic? And, Jim, mm-hmm. if, you, if you think about this on a psychological, psycho-emotional level, you know, right. everybody has this, this sense that someone walks into a room, you can feel them staring at the back of your head, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know
1: you felt that. The, the reason is is because we have electromagnetic fields that interact with each other. Right. And so we can feel each other's moods and emotions, emotion, energy in motion, right? Yeah. And so think about concentrating all different types of people into a massive city to where you start having those electromagnetic fields overlap onto each other, distraught and depression and, and anger and hatred and frustration. What this does is it basically replicates onto everybody else and begins to bring people down producing these same types of scenarios that we saw with the rats. Right so here's another interesting here's another yeah. interesting uh, experiment that was done a- and this was done i believe it was with uh i want to say rhinos it was either rhinos or elephants but basically what they saw is that there was a certain amount of the animals that were depressed right. and the scientists were trying to figure out you know what was going on with this uh this clan of animals so they removed the depressed animals and then what happened is is they introduced them six months later and they found out that the rest of the, the group of animals was dead. And right. what they come to find out is that the depressed animals could sense danger. Within the environment, whether it was a flood coming, uh, whether it was, uh, you know, prey or whatever, and that they were that signal for the rest of them to migrate and move. And since they removed those from that group of animals, all the others died. And so, wow. you know, once you start overburdening a civilization, a population with that mass of frustration and and, and depression, what happens is is that system gets extrapolated beyond its actual purpose and means. And everybody starts going crazy. I think that that's what's happening in the society right now is people are being, um, forcefully put into the state of, of chaos, confusion, and frustration, and anger and violence, and this is why they want these densely populated cities. This is why they want to put everybody in the fifteen minute cities because eventually right. it's going to make everybody go crazy.
2: Yep. No, and that, that, that's the, all those things are absolutely correct. It, it's sad part of it is is that we're not paying attention, right? Because they keep it, it, they make it cheaper and easier to go into these smaller effects, and then you can and then you, they get trapped. You get in there and you think you can't get back out to the country. You can't get away from these people. And in reality, it, we, I don't know, we're, we have sent, spent so much time trying to modernize ourselves. But what is the one thing that me and you talk about all the time? Going back to the simpler ways. You know, I'm not saying that Josh is churning butter in his in his backyard now, but I'm, I think he's pretty close to it. But we're all going back to a simpler time. Why? Because it creates a harmony with you and the environment around you running to these big boxes running to these big cubes to live in running to all this stuff creates anxiety creates fear and shortens your lifespan and they will tell you that a kid who's raised in the country is 30 bigger and stronger and has 30 more dense bone than a child who's raised in the city why is that because they're out challenging themselves they're out adventuring they're they're falling down they're getting up they're climbing trees they're doing things that interact and we have all this stuff in front of us but yet we still keep running to the bad model, and it's because the food is cheap. The food is easy. You don't have to struggle. And yet when you said those mice, they quit trying. They, they basically, look at a lot of what you're talking about. They quit trying. The food was too easy. They didn't have to skip a day to, to, to eat. They didn't have to think about where to go get their food. They didn't have to struggle. And struggle, honestly, guys, whether we like it or not, makes us amazing. The only reason you look the way you do is because gravity sucks. If gravity didn't exist, you wouldn't have the bone structure or the facial structure or who you are. You'd just be a big blob. So the idea that just in the idea of gravity makes you better, imagine if you just bothered to challenge yourself daily how much better you would be.
1: Well, you know, Jim. Yes, sir. We, we have to question it. We have to question reality. And, um, you know, gravity, apparently, from flat earthers, is not real. It, it's density.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> All I, right. You know, I, I love having that argument. But, but it know what that shows is that it, it goes to show how people will just believe anything anybody tells them. That people will just follow a rabbit hole without any hypercritical analysis on the actual facts. And that there has become this complete distrust within the establishment and there's really a good reason to have this distrust in the establishment because the establishment has done it to itself whether it's academic whether it's a scientific whether it's the political they have discredited themselves over the years to now people are out there actually denying legitimate factual repeatable evidence of what how the world actually works that's how bad this psychosis has become in this world.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely, but and we've become comfortable with it.
1: <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, Jim is going to join you for the uh, next hour. I will be back with you tomorrow. Hope everybody has a great day. Thank you for uh, the show, Jim. And yes, everybody, sir. take care. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.
2: See ya. Welcome back to the Dr. Light Show. I'm your host here, Jim Price. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to your extended lunch hour, Mondays and Wednesdays, here on WYSL. Thank you guys for being here. This is the crazy times we talk about. And we're living in it, though. We're not talking about this as, a, you know, did you hear about back in nineteen or the night? Well, wait, was that twenty twenty three? You remember back when you know they were going? They had this whole thing. There was this Ukraine war thing going. Boy, I tell you what, those are the days, man. All kinds of crazy stuff. We're living it. No, we're not. This is not like we're we're stepping back and reading through history books here of of things that we're regurgitating and going back and and really we're that's kind of actually a, a greater analogy is that we are actually going back and recycling what we've kind of already gotten rid of we we're we're recycling the vomit of life right now and i know that sounds really bad but we look at what we're doing i mean i'm i'm looking at i'm looking at articles and videos of people that are supposedly educators who have Education degrees who have certificates, who have state certificates being qualified to be a teacher have been, you know, they've, they've had to go through the whole process, right? They had to do the background check and the fingerprint check with the police department and they applied for the job and they have their certificate and they get hired and then they go through, you know, orientation and then they get assigned to the classroom and they meet their principal and they do all these things. To go in and put on unicorn uh, costumes, rainbow unicorn costumes, to tell your kids that this is Pride Month. And they are to celebrate this by swinging around these rainbow flags, their own flags of this. And this, these educators think that it's necessary to to show or to preach or to present or to celebrate what they do in their bedroom. Now, this has nothing to do with, hey, can you balance a checkbook? Hey, can you apply for a loan? Can you purchase a home? Can you stamp an envelope properly and mail a letter to a friend? Do you have the ability to articulate words in a meaningful way? Do you understand the meanings of words? No. They're telling your children in your American schools right now with your American tax dollars. Guys, if you want to think, well, it's not happening in my district. I know better if it is a tax dollar that is being used in America in any corner of America I don't care if it's you know uh, I don't care if it's Puerto Rico I don't care if it's Florida I don't care if it's Hawaii I don't care if it's Alaska I don't care if it's on a military base in a foreign country it is still your tax dollar you are still responsible for that and your public servants should be held accountable for their bad behavior allowing your public dollar to be used for abortions globally, but also to use it to educate your children, to groom them into a sexuality, a style, a type of relationship and sexuality in the schools. Now, these kids are having a hard time keeping their butt clean. These kids are having a hard time trying to figure out how to get through the day without getting in a fight or being doing all this other stuff, much less all the chemicals we're putting in their food and all that. But then we have an entire month... Right here at the end of school when kids should be celebrating the idea that they're going to be off for the summer. They're going to be going out and doing these things and got baseball and football camps and soccer camps and wrestling camps to go to. No, 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 no. No, we're going to, we're going to celebrate what people do in their bedrooms because what they do in their bedrooms is none of my business. And I don't care, but it becomes my business when you think that your, your alone time is somehow, my business. When you're putting your alone time business in my business, now I got a problem. I don't want to know about it. I don't want you telling vulnerable people in our society that this is the way to live. If that person, once they grow up and they find that they need that and they seek that out, that is their choice, and I have no, I don't care. But there are, there are absolute problems with this situation let me let me give you a little thing here old uh, Tarje Targat circulates memo that claims those who don't support those who do not support transmutilization of children's are extremist. your children's your child, your young peoples whatever however you want to not call them a kid they're being the the target corporation, is telling you, if you don't want your kids groomed, if you don't want your kids exposed to men gyrating in front of them, then you are the problem. You are an extremist. You're the extremist. Oh, the fact that you think that a man and a woman is what makes society move forward through reproduction and a, and a balanced, well-balanced child in a, in, a, in a greater country. Oh, that's the extremist. You're the extremist. Do we not live in the times of Babylon? Do we not live Right now in the fall of what we can see as a society. This is a fall, guys. This is not this pride thing going forward is not making us better or stronger. This is destroying what makes a country actually viable and moving forward into the future. How do you depopulate a country? Well, you put same same couples in the bedroom and they don't make babies. Done. That's how you make a country fall. That's how you depopulate. But by telling a child who's trying to figure out how to get through his day and not get in trouble at home and, and you know, be able to still do what they, you know, do this and that and be creative and all this other stuff, that they're being – this is being put in there where they have they have to celebrate this. They have to participate. What happened when I was in – when I, okay, so I'm 52. And I remember when I was in elementary school, there was a kid – in the classroom, and he was a religion that didn't celebrate Easter and Christmas. But we didn't, like, tell the kid, hey, you know, put your bunny ears on. It's Easter. I'm like, oh, hey, all right, cool, man. Oh, you you have to go to the library when we have our Easter party, when we have our Valentine's party? Oh, man, that sucks. But nobody ostracized. Nobody made the kid, you know, put on Easter, Easter bunny ears. Nobody made them, you know... Uh, go in and 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 you know pass out valentines. Nobody made them get a you know baby Jesus manger and put it on their desk. We just moved on. We didn't make a thing of it. But now there's a sexual sexuality movement to tell your kids what sexuality is for these one per, less than one percenters in our country. How did we get here? Because we didn't stand a post. Because we weren't sentinels for freedom that said that, hey, you stay over there. You do your thing. See, that's just just it, guys. Listen, freedom is is an action. It's not just a thought. Freedom is an action. You have to put effort into this. And freedom means that you can go do what you want to do, but you don't force yourself onto me because that's my freedom. You don't get to force yourself onto me. You don't get to force yourself, your sexuality, onto me. And I have to then sell, return that celebration back to you. I don't have to participate in that. And the sad part is, is that we think that these schools that we are paying for are these educational institutions of bringing out higher learning, and they're not. It is simply 13 years of indoctrinating your child to believe that the government is the only answer in this world and that the way that they describe sexuality and the human nature and families is the only way to go and that's why we've had the destruction of the family unit we took fathers out of the home made them a atm machine for you know for child support and if you don't pay your child support you get lose your driver's license you lose your freedoms because that's all men are good for. And then we take them out of the home, and where did God go? Well, he walked right out with them, because now we're not worried about God, and we're not worried about fathers, just worried about, you know, social justice warrior crap, and our families declined. And then we bother to say, well, no more no more silent prayer in school, no more pledge of allegiance in the beginning of your day in school. How dare you say one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. How, how colonialist, how occupational that is. Oh, my gosh, you want liberty and justice for all? Oh, you're an extremist. How dare you? How dare you think that there is liberty and justice for all? What kind of world? Why would you pledge allegiance to that? So let's get rid of that. Because it's offending. It offends, it offends me. Do you know who was actually offended by that originally? A lot of the Muslims were. yeah. So what did we do? Are we play Clayton my first day on Earth, the placating to those that actually believe that the destruction of America is their true agenda and then they're doing it through social ideology? Did you fall for that trap? So no more pledge of allegiance, no moment of silence. See we used to call it a morning prayer. When I was in elementary school in Wichita, Kansas, I went to McCormick Elementary School on McCormick Street, just off of Seneca, and I walked on Wednesdays down to the the Christian church down the street on Wednesdays, and we had an hour church service, and we walked back on Wednesdays. Yeah, that was my elementary school experience. We went to church at school, public school. We walked down the sidewalk to the Christian school that was about two blocks down the street, And we went in, did our thing, and we walked back. And we thought it was great. We enjoyed it. We looked forward to it. But today, today, the first day back, the kids go back to school, and there's rainbow flags, people telling about how men and men are the idyllic relationship, and women and women are the idyllic relationship for them to participate in our society. What has happened to us in the last 40 years? What's happened to us in the last 45 years, in just my life, where I'm saying this is not acceptable? And here's the sad part. I have family members, direct family members, who chose to participate in this. And I never once said, you know, you need to rethink your life. But I did say, when my children are around, I, I, would, I would hope that you would respect. I would hope that you would understand I don't need you kissy-facing and, and grabbing each other. And they said, That's, why would I do that? I wouldn't do that in front of your children. And that was that simple. But now we're being told that we have military bases across our country to globe that are actually participating in oh yeah, drag shows sponsored by your military. And you think that we haven't fallen as a society? You think that we still are you know, still just kind of uh we're we're still planing out, we're still doing a really good job of freedoms and liberties and making That's sure good. protecting those that need the health help? Anyway guys, we got a commercial break coming up and that's about enough of that. We'll be back here in just a couple minutes.
0: Well, tonight, I'm For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com.
1: The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices shortages and more how should you respond go to redpills.tv slash patriot that's r-e-d-p-i-l-l-s dot tv slash patriot and secure your long-term emergency food storage from my patriot supply my patriot supply is by far the largest preparedness company in america they're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage when you need it it'll be there Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401Ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you.
0: Dark to Light on the WYSL Stations.
2: All right, welcome to the, dark, to the Dark Delight Show. I'm your host here, Jim Price. Uh, guys, remember, if you want to look me up, the thejimpriceshow.com. If you guys uh, are interested in finding me out there, um, pretty easy to get a hold of. So if you guys can't get a hold of me, well, try, just try a little bit harder. I want to go back to – I'm going to go back and talk about the, the ding-dong story we had here going on in the beginning. I'm just going to read the article about Tarji and their, 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 their stuff inside, and then I'm going to move on because we've got plenty of other stuff. But this is a sad part of this, that we have to have this conversation out loud – just because people are creeps, creepy people are doing creepy things, and you know we know that there's a lot more to this. Just like the WEF and the I M, or not the W F, the uh, I M F. It's the W E F, the W H O, the C D C. There's a lot of these big "quote unquote" cool kids club that everybody pays membership fees into that are pushing uh, the blurring of lines. And I, I think we, we've, we've made a lot of laws and things that we don't need to make. But the sad part of this is, is the part where they're they're seeking children out, they're seeking out the weak among us. That is where I as a bridge too far for me. Anyway, Target, once a popular retail chain, is facing backlash from its customers based uh, after launching a Pride collection that is aimed at sexualizing children, spreading perversion, and normalizing the delusion of transgenderism in youth. Target has also ramped up its promotion of trans activists and per, uh, perverted merchandise they created. This disgusting merchandise normalizes sexuality uh, and feeds it into gender and well, uh, well-funded well transgender indoctrination. Uh, fathers and mothers across Amer- uh, the United States are speaking out and boycotting Target for promoting these transgender clothes uh, per- and their perverted ideology. Uh, Let's see, Target faces collapse, Um, sorry, uh, catastrophic losses. The company has turned up the heat against the consumer, the customer, that's you, uh, with an internal memo. The memo says, this memo, threat overview, okay, threat overview. This is what Target customers are, they're extremists, who don't believe that this kind of indoctrination is kind of uh, pursuing this kind of uh, what do you want to say? It's um, you know, uh, if they do not, if they do not, if they do not promote, if they do not seek out these kids, their organization dies because they do not reproduce within themselves. So if they're not grooming your kids, if they're not pursuing your kids, if they're not promoting this to your kids, then their their organization dies. This is just marketing one hundred and one. I want more customers. I want more people to be like us. So the problem is, is this is a threat overview. Target refuses to take responsibility for promoting disturbing merchandise. As uh, it says here, as political and social tensions arise ahead of the 2024 election, Target will face a continuing increase of physical threats uh, related to our uh, comments on continuous social issues. Now, listen, they think they're going to be attacked by those who do not – Want, now, see, listen to what they're doing here. They're going to say that they're going to be attacked because the extremists who do not want their kids to be groomed are going to attack Target. Now, think about this for a second. What did BLM do, the ones that got $84 billion from Silicon Valley Bank? Yeah, remember, Silicon Valley Bank and Act Blue gave BLM $84 billion. That's not a lie. Now remember what BLM did across our country taking tearing down statues, burning down buildings, burning down targets, burning down auto zones, Burger King's gas stations, uh, police stations. You remember BLM, that whole thing? Remember all the destruction they did? How many targets? How many targets got targeted during BLM? Did you see the Walmart's going down as much? No, no, no. Target really got beat up. But they are now going out and saying on an internal document that they that they are going to be a target of extremists because they we don't want you grooming our kids. Now, why would Target need to go ahead and create a segment for this when there's probably a lot of online sources for these people to go to? Why is Target doing this? It is sacrifice. This is the financial backing behind BlackRock, Vanguard, and others. Understand that this whole thing is part of the deal. This is happening because... This is happening because they have to sacrifice themselves there. They're tied into the banks. They're tied in the IMF. They're tied into these big decision makers out there. And those big decision makers are telling them, listen, do your part or we'll pull your funding. And if you think I'm lying, go look. Go look to see why Jesus Chicken Chick-fil-A kowtowed and said what they said. Why did they bend at the waist? Why did they Why did they give in to the social pressures? Why are they having a diversity vice president? Because Tyson, who is 20% owned by BlackRock, supplies the majority of the chicken to Chick-fil-A. And if you want your chicken Chick-fil-A, well, you're going to have to do as we say or we'll pull your chicken and no more Jesus chicken for you. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm out. They messed around with me during Black Lives Matter, and I I walked away from them for a while, which, I mean, again, I like their product. But I walked away from them for a while. But then I went back, and because I've been traveling a lot these last couple years doing public speaking and going to these events and doing these things, you know, it's nice to be on the road and say, hey, I can pull over and get get, get some chicken. But I can't call it Jesus chicken if you're telling me that you're going to go LGBTYQ. What happened to you guys? Does it really, do you really have to put that person in place to sell chicken? Well, obviously, you didn't. You control 20% of the chicken market, the entire national supply, chicken supply. That is grocery stores, restaurants, everything. Chick fil A controlled 20% of the chicken market. Or they do. That means they purchased 20% of all chicken in America. That's a pretty big leverage. That means that you can actually go in and stand behind your closed on Sunday. You can go in and, and, and stand behind what you consider to be your Christian ethics. But they kowtowed, they gave in, they bent at the waist. They are going to they're going to sacrifice themselves at the altar of money and social wokeness. Remember political correctness when we really got tired of political correctness? Now we're down to this social wokeness, the woke, woke, whatever the What's going to be the new version of this word now? We went for clear, critical correctness to this to this to this to this. But oh yeah, Chick-fil-A. I'm not going to eat there again. I'm done. I don't go to Walmart. I purposely don't go to Walmart. I don't go to Walmart. Why? Because I think they're they're junk. They sell junk. They are junk. They got billion dollar contracts with the Department of Defense with no contract, with no exchange of goods or services. Why do they get that money? What is really going on? And if you guys don't start voting with your money, what 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 do I got to do? Come and knock on your door and say, okay, here's you know, uh, did you buy from Walmart today? Bad you. Do I? I don't need to do that. You got to be self discerning. You got to have self governance enough to understand where to pick and choose to spend your money. If you're out there buying Bush Light, if you're out there buying Corona, if you're out there buying Modella, if you're out there buying Budweiser, you're part of the problem. Uh, man, that's my favorite beer. Well, stop drinking. Just all together. How about that? And the sad part of it is I'm not telling you how to live your life, but think, man, you got to draw a line somewhere. you got to stand for something. I mean, the country song, how relevant is that country song right now? If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. If you don't stand for something, 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 try me. Stand for something. Bother to give a crap for two seconds. Don't go to Walmart. Now you can't go to Target. Okay, I don't go to Target. You know, I don't shop at Walmart or Target, and my life is completely normal. It does not hurt. It does not bother me. I don't shop at Amazon. It does not bother me. I found another place to get my probiotics. I used to go to Whole Foods to get my probiotics because I couldn't find them anywhere. Now I found a really great source, and they're they're literally twenty dollars per bottle cheaper than Amazon and or or uh, uh, Whole Foods. Twenty bucks. 20 bucks cheaper per jar For the exact same stuff And it's cheaper Well, I know Whole food has got really mainly do they They kind of suck And they're really expensive They're really not that great But if you choose to vote with your money How powerful do you become as an individual Alright guys uh, Be the difference makers out there We got a commercial break coming up And I'll be right back in a minute
0: Dark to Light on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to
2: WYSL. I'm your host, Jim Price. I don't know what I was actually thinking about there. I just kind of uh, spaced out for a second. <laughs> I'm listening to the music come in. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's me. <laughs> Sorry guys. I'm uh, I'm all right. Everything's fine. Uh did have a great time in uh South Dakota this weekend. Uh it was a great uh, event. Uh Open the Heavens. It was uh a lot of co- cool conversation going on, things that uh happened in the background and just lots of cool stuff. I did get to see um what the uh I don't know why I always want to say the wrong thing, but I just said, anyway, got to see uh Mount Rushmore. And I went up there, and the moon was full. It was like ninety eight point eight percent full on Friday night, and so I'm like, "Oh, how great would it be if we could get the moon and the and the and the heads and all that stuff and and just that happened that you know obviously the heads are facing the opposite direction, but there was a storm coming in, and what was really neat was they they do a lighting ceremony there. I don't know if you guys, I don't know how many people have really been to it to, to the uh, Rushmore, but it's kind of, they've really done a great job of setting it up and parking and this gang, pl- the, this walkway that goes out with the flags and there's this platform and then it goes down into like an amphitheater effect. But you can walk up to this rail or this edging and you can see the, the heads up there and it was dark, but they're playing this, playing this montage over the speakers and then you're feeling very nostalgic and, and all this. And, uh, as the, as they're doing the montage and the heads are still dark this this lightning storm behind us coming in and it was flashing and it would kind of flash the you could kind of see their faces you know just for a half second you know a microsecond and they you know, poosh you could see a little light and douche and and this voice was coming over the big speakers you know and they it was just really neat and then when they came on what a great moment to be a part of all that. But I happened to just do that. Now, if I had not have bothered to leave the event at like 930, because had, they had another event. We had the event going on Friday night, which was more of a youth rally uh, for for the kids and a uh, really great moment to, to bring them closer to God and talk about those things. And so we leave, and I'm like, hey, what if we go to Mount Rushmore now? It's open to 11. Let's do this thing. And then it was all of a sudden they're like, Yeah, we'll go. It's like, go, go, go. And so we're getting in the vehicles and stuff. And we race up there and it's about 35 minutes from the town. Run up the hill, go up there, and I just thought it would be lit. And I was like, I walk out there. Okay, cool. But there was a whole lighting thing was going on. And I'm like, this is great. This is really like this is I got here for this moment. And if you guys get a chance to see some of the things that we have done, to celebrate the the trials and tribulations of this country, if you, I mean, just take time to do it. I mean, I didn't know Mount Rushmore was only 10 hours from me by drive. 10 hours. Now, guys, we have all done dumber things for 10 hours of our life than to go see a, mo- a national monument. We've all done dumb things to go blah, blah, blah. We sat around and Netflix and chilled for 14, 15 hours during COVID, right? But you could have driven to go see Mount Rushmore. You could have driven to go see the, the World War I Museum in Kansas City. That's only two and a half hours north of me. What an amazing museum, the World War I Museum in Kansas City across from Grand Central Station, the train station there in, which, in Kansas City. Breathtaking museum. I've, I've seen it so many times, I can't even tell you how many times I've gone up there just to walk through. They are updating and changing things uh, and changing our artifacts in the World War One Museum. But what if you just took the time? So what if you just took the time? To go ahead and do that two three hour drive, to go see something for three or four or five hours, six hours, and then turn around and drive it back on a Saturday. You didn't have to get a hotel. It's a tank of gas one way, take a gas back. Yeah, maybe some road food. Take some take some snacks with you. But enjoy the count cows. This was the one thing I was a kid when we looked out the window. Okay, you get the left side, I get the right side. I'm going to count the cows on my side. You can count the cows on your side. Who gets to win? But what were you doing? You were looking out and seeking the horizon for the next cow. You were looking at the world around you, enjoying and taking in the environment, counting cows. But uh, we were going to go do something, went down to Woolrock Museum down in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, which is about a two-and-a-half-hour drive away. They have buffaloes and Indian artifacts and the greatest collection of cult revivals you have, uh, revolvers you have ever seen in your life. Oh, yeah, the, 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 the owner of Phillips 66 was a huge gun enthusiast, and he has his, his, his private gun collections on display in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. It is breathtaking. But how many artifacts, how many cool things are around you within an hour or two of your life to go be a part of something, to go look at it for real? Now, granted, I thought the heads were a lot bigger because I thought I was going to be a lot closer, but I wasn't. But they were still breathtaking to see that the, you could see the lapels on the, on the coat. You could see the, the nose and the eyebrows and the hair and the curliness of Lincoln's beard. You, you could see all those things. They, the, they, they kind of did him in, his beard in like these curls, which I don't think his, hair, his beard was that way. But when you're doing a stone structure, you're doing the best you can. But I got to see that. And if I had not have raced out there and bothered to say, hey, let's go do this. The moon is full. Let's go be a part of this. If I hadn't bothered to say that and a group of us didn't go – I would not have seen it this weekend because I was busy at the event. And to get back so I could have time to bother to sleep in my own bed last night and then be ready for today to do my shows, I would not have gone. I would not have seen it. I would have missed that opportunity having been within just a rock's throw of it, right? I would not have been able to go. But how many times in life have we not done that ourselves? We think of ourselves as Americans. We think we understand things. We don't think we know. But if you're in – let's say you're in Rochester – How far is it for you to get to some of the most amazing pieces of our American history, the artifacts of who we are, the understanding of who we are? How hard is it for you to drive an hour or two to go read uh, a brass plaque and tour a place that commemorates the death, the fight, the, the process of being America? And have you bothered to participate in looking at those things that you've already paid for with your tax dollars? See, this is the part where I think that we overcomplicate things. We make things way too big. And we don't have to. We can, be, we can just go out and enjoy America. Go to the Grand Canyon. What's it cost you? Seriously, driving there? If you're in Phoenix, if you're in Flagstaff, if you're in Vegas... I mean, if you're in those towns around the Grand Canyon, I lived in Phoenix my entire – I mean, I'm going to say my entire – I was born there, lived there off and on as a kid. I lived there in the early 90s to, to, through 95, lived there from 2000 to 2003, uh, 2001 to 2003. And I had never visited the, the Grand Canyon except for once in sixth grade. And, my, and I had some friends of my mother took me there because they were going, and they said, can we take Jimmy? And so I went with them. And I had not been until just last year. Until just last year, I had not been to the Grand Canyon. I've been to Vegas dozens of times. I've been to Phoenix. I've drove, drove through, drove through Flagstaff. I drove through Fagstaff. I did all this stuff, but hadn't bothered to stop by the Grand Canyon to just look, to hang out for an hour or two just to take in that, that spectacle? Shame on me. But how many of those things exist right around you? And I'm not saying just just in New York but then how about going down into Virginia or Kentucky or Tennessee or parts of Ohio. I mean what's I, mean, I I know we all want to say that our state's the best, you know, but the thing is what if you did at that day trip or the weekend trip. You leave Friday after work or you take a half day Friday and you head down to wherever. And you spend Saturday, day, day there, you wake up Sunday and you drive back and you unpack and enjoy your Sunday evening, and get back to work the next week, next week. That's how, how, why is that so? We don't have to go to Six Flags over Texas. We don't have to go to, you know, we don't have to go to all these different places, amusement parks and Disneyland. We could just enjoy what God's already given us and the fact that our country has done a lot of amazing things to, to record the histories and to understand what those really are. I mean, until I spent that time in Tennessee, I didn't know there was a West Tennessee, an East Tennessee, and a Central Tennessee. I didn't know that Western Tennessee, you know, there was, a, there was some things in their history why they were different than the rest of the state. But if you don't go and participate in your country, then don't be disappointed if they take it away from you. You didn't participate anyway. You weren't, I mean, how many, clo- how many toys, how many clothes have you taken away from your kids that you didn't even notice were gone? Well, they weren't participating with them. They weren't taking part in them. So you like, well, you're not playing with it. Gone. Did you even notice? Nope. Well, that's what America's happening. That's what's happening to America right now. Are you participating? Are you a part of things? Are you are you grasping what is right there in front of you that you can just literally do for free? Do you go to those local places where you stop and you read the placard on the side of the road to find out that this was a battle of something or this is a lookout point or this is, the, this is the Oregon Trail? Do you stop and look at those scenic views? Do you stop and enjoy those things that they've bothered to point out to you? Hey, look, here's a lookout point. Did you stop? Ten minutes. Did you take ten minutes out of your entire life To look and just stop and breathe and observe that world around you. See, that's where that's where guys, you guys are like, "Oh, this is my America. I want my America." But have you been outside your own county in the last year? Have you been outside of your state in the last year? Have you been into multiple states in the last year? Have you ever traveled outside of your country to realize that you cannot wait to get back to your own country? See, this is those are the questions you have to ask yourself. And I understand we all financially don't have, you know, a lot of extra tanks of gas money laying around. But what if we did try? What if we skipped a couple lunches? Would you actually starve to death if you didn't eat lunch today? Would you? See, the thing is, we were talking about earlier, like me and Josh were talking about earlier in the first one, is that it, it, the struggle of life is what makes it amazing. Because if you don't have, if you don't have the struggle, then the relaxation means nothing. Do you see the difference there? The dichotomy of two? All right, guys. We've got a commercial break coming up, and we'll be right back.
0: dark to light on the wysl stations see the usa in your chevrolet (laughs) america
2: see right there they were telling you get out there and see the usa in your ford pickup oh wait that's not what they said something about some other company uh anyway guys that is absolutely factual right there and uh me and bob were talking offline because that's uh, what we do on the other side when you guys can't hear us we talk about the cool stuff um anyway uh lichworth state park it's the grand canyon of the east now he and Bob, bob was like hey have you heard of this place have you been i'm like no well have you guys been there I mean, you guys, you guys, use guys live within an hour or two, depending on what part of the state you're from. From that location, from just go down there and see the Grand Canyon of the East. You guys can't bother to go see that. I mean, you guys are so busy. See, this is the part where I don't think you guys get it. It's not that hard. How about Mount Morris Dam, largest dam east of the Mississippi? Have you even bothered in the decades of your life not that you were born yesterday, that you just got here to Earth today. That it's the first day on Earth that you're like, hey, i got a list of things to do. It's on my list. I'm going to get it done. But how many of you guys have spent a lifetime living in New York and never having been to Mount Morris Dam? How about the, uh, let's see, what is it? The Kinesis Con- uh, uh, Country Village Museum in Momford Ma- Monmouth, Momfort? Momfort? Genesee Country Village. I'm, you know, hey, I'm screwing up here. Uh, I do do my best. English is my first language. And obviously I screw it up uh, uh, constantly. It's the largest living history museum in the Northeast. Guys, have you done it? Have you bothered to get in the old family truckster and, you know, act like you're going to go out there and, uh, you know, you're going to, you're going to launch yourself across the Grand Canyon of the East. Have you, have you done the, you know, what have you guys done? Have you guys done this? How many things are even in your own town that you don't realize are historical markers? How many things have you not participated? I have a here in Wichita, Kansas, there's a, there's a place called Cowtown. Now I know it's it's not a fancy name, you know, it's not named after anybody, but it's called Cowtown and it's literally an old west town that literally it's 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 talking about what Wichita or the frontier look like and they have participants that go in there and wear period garb They walk around with the leather soled shoes and the, and the old rifles and they have shootouts and they have the livery and they have the, they have the, what, livery or blacksmith, the, the guy who does the horseshoes and all that stuff, uh, the guy who fixed your wagons. They also have the apothecary, the drugstore. They have the school. They have the homes. They have all, and a lot of people who live in this town have never been there. And it's literally in the center of town. It's literally in the center of town, but no, we don't do that. How about the statue called the Keeper of the Plains? It's a huge statue. It's a it's a, um, a statue of an Indian holding a tomahawk with a headdress on, and it's it's not a, an exact representation, but it's really cool. It's a really great symbol of the heritage of the of the Wachita Indians that were uh, lived in the primary where the forks of the Little Arkansas and the Big Arkansas come together. But the problem is, is that we don't. We got people who don't participate in that. We've got things across our country. Did you know that? Did you know that uh, Hildago's Hildago's horse from the movie Hildago? That horse's lineage still uh, exists in Oklahoma, in eastern Oklahoma. That they released him into a horse uh, preservation area where they horses run wild, and that horse then reproduced and created its its lineage in that area. Do you know that you can go see Hildago's children? But did you know that you could go and see all this? Did you know that one of the largest military concentration for German soldiers was in Muskogee, Oklahoma? And after Muskogee, Oklahoma, uh, after the World War II when they when – they, uh, when supposedly we won the war, they released the German soldiers into the countryside. Did you know that was the largest concentration of German soldiers in America, in Muskogee, Oklahoma? Did you, I mean there's so many things that you could do in our country that has nothing to do with you getting on a plane – and spending thousands of dollars to go to Disneyland and walk around and watch fake crap, and and you know them try to convert your kids into homosexuality, you could just literally just go see some cool things that your country has done and your country does have. But what about those three things I just mentioned that Bob gave me that I now want to be see that I want to see these things when I come up in in July? I'm gonna to have to. I think I'm gonna to have to take a little extended time to peruse your state and do something you probably haven't done. And I'm from Kansas. So what's your excuse? To for not participating and just observing your country. All I'm asking you to do is go look at it. I didn't tell you to buy it. You don't have to, you know, there's no membership involved. Just go do something. Don't do the Netflix thing. Go do that instead. Instead of buying, you know, you know, take pack yourself a lunch. Put yourself a cooler in the truck or the car. Put some air in the tires. By the way, guys, the biggest the biggest reason we have fuel consumption in our country is because people underinflate their tire. Most tires are fifty percent underinflated. They don't even know how, you guys don't even know how to operate your own tires. Pump your tires up, save some gas, get in your car, and go, and enjoy yourself. Look out the window. Shove those phones up. You, know, you put them in the trunk, unless you need the GPS to find out where you're going. I guess. When that's another thing. Do we even know how to get around our own country without that phone telling you how to do it? Seriously, do you know, oh, I got to take this road down to here. I'm going to take a left. Oh, we're gonna, hey, we're going to go through this small town because it's so much quicker, but they got this really cool horse statue. I want you guys to see. I want to take a picture next to it. How many people have have seen the biggest ball of twine or the largest electromagnetic crane or the the Cadillac uh, the what was it? The the Cadillac monument down in Texas where they got the Cadillac cars sticking up? Have you, have you been there? Have you stopped by and looked at that? Have you, have you been to some of these places that are amazing, breathtaking? Have you seen the arch in St. Louis? It's your country. I'm not telling you that this is something in a far, far away land where you have to invent an airplane and get in it and fly there. You, you just Drive. And with Allegiant Air, Allegiant Air and a lot of things they're doing now, a lot of those flights are less than 200 bucks. You really don't have a good excuse not to do these things. Did you know the largest working cattle ranch in America is in Florida? No, it's not Texas. It's in Florida. (laughs) But we don't know that enough because we don't go out and bother to look. See, this is the world we live in, and do you participate in it? Or are you going to sit there and go down to Target and make sure and give them some more money so they can tell your kids how to tuck their stuff back? See, what are you going to do? Do you want to spend your money on you know, going and seeing something cool? Or are you going to go and uh, you're going to support these things that are actually tearing apart your family? Are you going to go see those things? I mean, I've been to the Mormon temple in Utah. I was at a, a speaking engagement there uh, last year, beginning of last year. I went, and the, the event was in Utah. So I stopped by and looked at it because I was curious to see what this was all about, what the hubbub was that, about it. So I went and looked. And I, I thought it was pretty interesting. Not that I converted. I don't care. But I thought it was interesting to go look at it. At least I say I have seen it. Have you? It's just a church. It's not a big deal. But how many times have you been to Salt Lake City to go skiing? How many times have you been to different areas of the part of the country where you could have literally just taken a little tour off to the side of whatever you were doing and seen something for an hour, taking your lunch break there? But see, you have to be willful to, in your determination to go see what your country's about and why it is worth saving and why it is worth participating. What's that? That's what. I'm sorry, did you say Bob? Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, oh, the National Warplane Museum in Kinesis? Yeah, they advertise on the show all the time. That's one of the. I, Geneseo. God, sorry. I could told you guys. <laughs> English, is not, English is not my friend. Uh, Geneseo. Um, that place, I because of their commercials, I told Bob several months ago, I want to see that place. It sounds really cool. I mean, seriously, when's the last time you just went down and looked at it? A lot of your cities have these great monuments and these great museums that have got some really cool stuff in there. And maybe you don't think it's cool, but your kid will. Maybe you don't think it'll be cool, but your husband or your wife will. Or how about taking your family with you, your dad, your mom, your cousins? It's called... Participating. That's the difference. Get up, get something done. Remember you identify what the issue is and then never stop talking about it until it is fixed. Guys, you've been an awesome all day long. Thank you so much for being here and your extended lunch hour on Mondays and Wednesdays with your host Jim Price and the Dark Delight Show. You guys gotta be good to each other out there, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye bye.